Hello and welcome. My name is Paul and this is Paul vs. The Paranormal, the podcast. This is the first episode. Today I'm going to be talking about some of my experiences that I've had over the years with the paranormal. My first experience I had with the paranormal happened when I was a small child. I was roughly about six, seven, eight-ish. Can't remember exactly, it was so long ago. It was a night like any other. I had gone to bed. It was a dark night, but it wasn't pitch black. We always had the stair light on. At some point during the early hours of the morning, I awoke to see a solid black shadow figure stood at my bed. It was staring at me. At least I think it was. I couldn't make out any features. Now I stared at it for a few seconds. I sat. I was laid in bed. I sat up. So pulled the cover, covers off slightly as I sat up. And I stared at this figure for a few seconds. Felt like an eternity, but it was only a few seconds. Um, the figure didn't move. Didn't react. Um, if it was my parents, they would have told me to lay back down. I shared the room with my brother at the time. He was still asleep on the bottom bunk. I could hear him breathing. I gathered myself. I composed myself again. I grabbed the covers and I pulled them over my head and I laid there for a few minutes. When I eventually got the courage back to look out, the figure had gone. But to this day, when I've spoke about this with my family, none of them believe me. It was too tall as well to be my parents. So I know for a f- I know it wasn't them. And my brother, I could hear him breathing on the bunk below, and again, would have been too tall for my brother, and it would have been... It was the wrong shaped head. It was the wrong shape for any of my family members. So years went by, never really experienced anything else that was obviously paranormal. Um, Till a few years ago, I say a few years ago, it's probably about ten years ago now, I'd gone on a ghost hunting event, to Armley Mills in Leeds with a company and they had the Ovulus device now the Ovulus device if you're familiar with it you'll know it's a word database where the spirit will be able to pull out words now as far as I'm aware these can be pre-programmed and the people doing the event they wouldn't have known my name anyway but the Ovulus device we were sat in a theatre room there's a room that's made to like a theatre with like cinema chairs and the ovulus came out with my first name followed by the word Africa and then my my surname now they wouldn't have known my name so I don't think it was pre-programmed but it was one of those bizarre instances where it's either a coincidence or there's a spirit there that knew me and was trying to get my attention um, nothing much else happened other than I did witness what looked like another figure walking past a window at the far end of of a long exhibit room where they had some machines and some glass cabinets. Um, both myself and my brother both witnessed somebody walk past, but when we asked the group, they said there shouldn't be anybody through that place, that way because it doesn't go anywhere. I don't know whether that. I don't know whether that was for certain an actual person or a ghost, I don't know. A few years after that, 
I went to 30 East Drive for a ghost hunt. And on the night, a few interesting things happened, but nothing I would consider overly scary. Now, those of you familiar with 30 East Drive will know it's one of the, it was one of the most violent podcasts in Britain at the time. Um, Terrorised the Pritchard family. A few years ago, the house was bought by Bill Bungie, who produced the film called When the Lights Went Out. He bought the house in order to screen the, the movie for the premiere and kept the house and then basically rents it out to ghost hunting companies to then sell the tickets on to people like myself so they can spend the night there. Uh, so anyway, on the night, there was a, it was a group of about eight of us, I believe eight or nine, um, I found myself with a couple of with a, a brother and sister and a guy from down south. Uh, we spent most of the night investigating and going around the house. Oh, I spent a little bit of time on my own in Philip's room, which was one of the supposed to be scariest room in the whole house, next to the coal shed. Uh, sorry, the coal room. Um, within there, I was on my own for a bit. Not much happened. I was joined by a lady that was on the event and her brother and the gentleman from down south. Um, they both got scratched, did the two the two guys. They both went downstairs for some fresh air. That left me and the lady on her own in the room investigating and we immediately started getting interactions on the K2 meter and the fancy cat balls were brought along. And the cat balls are motion activated. So they shouldn't really be going off unless somebody touches them. So we had interactions from the K2s and the cat balls. The REM pods never really went off. So while we were in there, we did we did try speaking to the monk. We didn't really get any interactions there. We also tried speaking to... Um, there's a girl spirit there called Emma or Emily. We didn't get any real, any, any real interactions there. But when we asked for Joe the former occupant who was Mr Pritchard who actually is the only person that we know of actually passed away in the house we did get quite a few interactions on the K2 and the uh, the cat balls now I don't know whether for certain that was Joe we did seem to get quite a bit of interactions we moved rooms we moved into the main bedroom which we didn't really get any interactions at all in there um, it was a bit of a quiet quiet night in that room there was no Philip's room you had a feeling of mm, there's something there but in the the master bedroom there was nothing and I moved into the little into the little room which was the small room which was the girl's bedroom um, the only spirit that interacted in there as well we believed was Joe again kept flashing the same cat ball we swapped the cat ball for a different one and that one then continued to go off as well so that was it was interesting in that, that aspect there. There were other other parts later on in the night. We caught a breathy whistle in the room, in Philip's room again, between myself and Dan, who was one of the hosts of the event. It was quite clear. We both heard it. And then later on, I'd left my camera recording in that room. And it picked up a, a breathy yawn which sounds like it was in the room. Now, all this can be viewed on my YouTube channel if you are interested in checking that out. It's Paul versus the Paranormal. There is 
episodes of the investigation that are on there. But then I did do a evidence video, so you can check out a lot of the stuff that, we, that I caught there. No, there's a few orbs in there as well. Now, I'm not a big believer in orbs, I will be honest. I think a lot of times it's just dust, but I left them in there just for... You know, just for people to make their own opinion, make their own decision on and, and have an opinion on. But since then, I've not really had any other experiences. But yeah, that is my experiences. Yeah, it's only going to be a short episode for the first episode. I will probably touch on a lot of these subjects in a lot more detail in later episodes. So if you've liked what you've heard, remember to follow or whatever, whatever platform it is you're on. I hope you all have a good day, wherever you are. Hope you've enjoyed listening. And I will catch you all on the next. <laughs>